What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host, Mason Pierce, and we are back at it again with another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, is today's episode going to be filled with a lot of important news, updates, trades, signings, whatever you can imagine is currently happening right now in the NFL world. The free agency, the uh, legal tampering period kicked off on Monday. So as you all know, it's been absolutely ballistic right now in the NFL. But before we do dive into you know the the daily news that I always have for y'all, make sure that y'all do follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both platforms. And guys, I just want to let y'all know I'm so thankful for y'all. I'm so thankful that I have such a great community. And I'm just so thankful that I'm able to be able to provide these podcasts to y'all three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, every single week. Now, guys, before we do get into all the huge NFL news that's going on right now, let's first dive into a couple, uh, not NFL, sorry, guys. Let's dive into a couple college football news that we actually do have. And the first one is regarding SMU running back Ulysses Bentley the fourth. He has officially entered his name into the transfer portal. Now, in case you don't know, Ulysses Bentley was pretty much is easily a top 15, 20 running back in the whole country. I mean, he's outstanding. When he is at, The two seasons that he played at SMU were absolutely fantastic, and he showed strides that he could easily play at you know the Power 5 level, which obviously by him doing this is pretty much cementifying the fact that he will be moving up into the Power 5 ranks. I definitely would expect TCU to probably be the leading candidate, and no, this isn't just strictly biased, but I definitely would expect TCU to be one of the major names to land the young star running back simply because TCU lost Zach Evans and Darwin Barlow last year to USC and Ole Miss, so they're obviously looking for a number one running back to pair up with Kendra Miller, the up-and-coming star running back, in my opinion, for the TCU Horned Frogs, so this is huge news. Definitely would not be shocked if he does go to SEC school, possibly even a Pac-12 school, but definitely expect TCU, considering they do have his former head coach, Sonny Dykes, as their current head coach to be the front runner to land the SMU transfer running back. The next news we have is regarding Oregon transfer cornerback Jalen Davies, who was a four-star cornerback coming out of Modern Day High School in the 2021 cycle. He is officially committed to UCLA and the Bruins. So this run wasn't really too shocking. I definitely figured he'd stay on the West Coast, considering he's a West Coast kid. I I honestly I thought he'd end up at USC, but I think the fact that USC's had so many transfer cornerbacks and they're so stacked at the cornerback room kind of was really unattractive for Jalen, considering the fact that he would probably have to sit at least a year or two behind the current starters they have right now with Latrell McCutcheon and I forgot who the other starter was, but those guys definitely have two to three years of eligibility that they will still play at USC. So he figured, hey, go to UCLA, be an instant starter. And honestly be with a great team considering that Chip, Chip Kelly is definitely showing improvements for the UCLA Bruins. So great pickup for UCLA. Unfortunate for for um, Oregon that they have to lose a young star like Jalen Davies. But obviously, you know, Oregon will bounce back. Oregon always bounces back no matter what. So <laughs> and now the next news, and this will actually be the final news for our college football segment of today's episode, is regarding TCU. Now, in case you don't know, TCU's running back coach Rashad Samples, he accepted a job to become the LA Rams next running batch running running batch. Man, is my brain scrambled. The um LA Rams next running back coach, which obviously anyone would take without a heartbeat, so there's no hatred towards Rashad for doing that. It makes plenty of sense. But TCU has been looking at hiring, you know, different running back coaches. A lot of people thought that we we're gonna um up up an assistant and put him as the running back 
um, running back coach, but actually TCU makes a splash hire. TCU is hiring Memphis running back coach Anthony Jones to become the next running back coach of TCU. Now, an interesting statistic that I actually found was that five of his last six starting running backs and even backup running backs that he has coached have ended up getting drafted into the NFL. Now, some of the names of these specific running backs, and trust me, these are actually running backs that he has coached are um, Washington Commanders running back Antonio Gibson. You have L.A. Rams running back Daryl Henderson. You have Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. So as you can see, Coach Jones definitely produces a lot of NFL talent. You know, and I mean, considering the fact that Memphis obviously obviously is not a huge football school, you know, mostly known for basketball, but still the fact that he's able to produce talent like that with a lot of these smaller star um, kids is amazing. I definitely think he's going to be a fantastic pickup for TCO in the long run. Even though Rashad left, he definitely will be attractive to a lot of recruits considering, the, you know, his past record by putting kids in the NFL. So guys, that is actually it for college football news. Once again, as I always tell y'all, when spring ball comes around, there will definitely be a lot more news. There hasn't really been any major recruiting news. There hasn't been really any, you know, just blockbuster things that I feel that y'all really would want to know. There's like a little bit of three-star news, but nothing that's impactful. So we will definitely continue to monitor the situations that are going on in the college football landscape. We will definitely continue to find ways to you know, continue giving y'all college football news. So as y'all, so as y'all all already know, the NFL right now, you know, the new league year begins um, March 19th. So it's not the new league year yet, but the um, free agency legal tampering period actually began on Monday, which means that teams are able to actually discuss, you know, contracts and sign players to contracts beginning on March 15th. So we're not sign them to a contract, but pretty much just verbally agree to, okay, hey, we're gonna sign you to a contract. So Guys, I'm gonna kind of list. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm gonna pretty much. So how I'm gonna do this, considering that there's been so many signings already, and we're literally only to Wednesday, I'm just gonna name them off team by team, just to make it a little bit more easier for y'all. So I'm not just naming off a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of names, and then y'all are kind of like, well, he went to the Vikings. Well, he went to the Lions. You know, just kind of, just make it a little bit more simpler for y'all, and also help me a little bit, so I'm not having to like just go from oh this team oh to this other team oh back to that same team and then just it kind of scrambles y'all a little bit so guys let's get further in let's get not further see i'm trying to be like you know kind of like how youtubers do where they're like well let's get into it let's get into today's video I'm not trying to do too much of that but i'm trying to make it like a smoother transition so <laughs> bear with me as i'm still kind of learning the processes of being a podcaster so but no before we do actually get into all the contracts contract contract extensions re-signing drama etc in the nfl i first want to get into some of the releases some of the trades that have happened so the first news we actually have is regarding the new england patriots um the patriots are trading starting offensive guard Shaq mason to the tampa bay buccaneers um this pretty much is i think personally is amazing for them considering they just lost alex kappa to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, so this is fantastic. I definitely, considering Shaq Mason is one of the best guards in the NFL, and considering that I, we don't know the details yet to the trade, so we can't really fully grade this move by the Buccaneers, but if they only gave up a, like a fourth and fifth round pick to get Shaq, this absolutely is an A-plus trade in my opinion, and it'll definitely be interesting to see how this works long-term, considering you know he is only getting older and he is kind of on the older side for linemen. The next news we have is regarding the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers have released offensive tackle Brian Beluga. Not really too shocking considering Brian is on a huge contract after those you know career years he had with Green Bay. Signed that huge contract with the Chargers a couple years ago. And it's kind of dealt with a lot of injuries and you know inconsistent play. So obviously the Chargers are probably trying to look you know for a more younger replacement considering that Brian also is in his 30s I think. So just makes a lot of sense for the team all around but definitely brian now is added to the free agency list so watch for a lot of you know offensive tackle needy teams to definitely probably pay him a lot more than he definitely would deserve um so now guys that is it for the like kind of ground breaking news more than anything so now let's get into the contract extension so the first new so the first team that we will begin with it will be the minnesota vikings now minnesota they haven't done anything crazy but the one signing they have done so far in my opinion is definitely an a plus considering it's a team friendly deal and it's an absolute all pro type of player 
So the Minnesota Vikings have signed linebacker Jordan Hicks to a two-year, $10 million contract. That is literally probably a – this, this is going to end up being a steal. Jordan Hicks, as I said, is a consistent 100-plus tackle a season linebacker. He's great off the edge. He's decent in coverage. And the fact they're only paying $5 million a season to get this guy is insane. So definitely something to watch out for for the Vikings on the defensive end. Also, the Vikings are expected to release um, defensive tackle Michael Pierce. Not really the fact that Michael Pierce isn't good anymore, but the fact that he, once again, is kind of like a Brian Beluga situation. He's getting paid a, a buttload of money because after he had those great years with the Baltimore Ravens, but he has just has not shown up, whether it's been injury-wise or whether it's been semi, you know, not the type of play that he, that he should be given to the Vikings considering the contract they gave him. So now, guys, the next news we have, and it's going to be involving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So actually, Tampa Bay, once again, made a great move as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are signing wide receiver, wide receiver Russell Gage to a three-year, $30 million deal. In case you don't know, Russell Gage has kind of been like a Cedric Wilson-esque wide receiver. Always really underrated, never really been appreciated as much. But considering the fact that Julio Jones is gone in Atlanta, Calvin Ridley is suspended for a year in Atlanta, Russell is going to be the you know, wide receiver one for the Atlanta Falcons. Well, that officially is no more. This just answered all of our questions. So it looks like Kyle Pitts is really going to be the only, I guess, semi-decent receiver that the Falcons will have going into this year. Unless, obviously, they make more moves going on in free agency. But... The Bucks absolutely made a splash. This easily will be a great replacement for Antonio Brown and will allow, you know, them to have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now Russell Gage, who in my opinion I think is an upgrade over Antonio Brown and is a much better locker room guy while also being able to retain the GOAT, Tom Brady. So the Buccaneers are definitely coming back for that second title. They definitely are ticked off ticked off after losing last year to the Rams in the um I think it was the divisional the divisional round so definitely watch out for the Buccaneers to make maybe a couple more sneaky good moves now the next team we have is the Baltimore Ravens so far the Baltimore Ravens have signed safety Marcus Williams to a five-year 70 million dollar contract in case you don't know who Marcus Williams is Marcus Williams is the famous um, missed tackle in the um, Minneapolis miracle against Stephon Diggs where he dove and tried to tackle Stephon. Stephon dodged him and then, you know, obviously we all know what ended up happening. But Marcus Williams has actually been a pretty good Pro Bowl level type of safety for the Saints the past couple of years. And I think this is a great move for the Baltimore Ravens considering the fact that they've always had a lot of inconsistency when it comes to the safety position. Besides Marlon Humphrey, they definitely have needed someone to pair alongside him because Chuck Clark really hasn't been cutting it lately. So great move by the Baltimore Ravens to secure a guy that I know a lot of teams are really high on and really want to get their hands on. So now the next news we have is regarding the Detroit Lions. So the one signing that the Lions have made so far, they have signed wide receiver DJ Chark to a one-year $12 million contract. In my opinion, this could easily be one of the most underrated signings because DJ Chark showed so much potential in Jacksonville. Obviously, it wasn't getting optimized as much as it definitely needed to just because of poor coaching and poor quarterback play for the longest time. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence being a rookie never really had that much experience. And the fact DJ Chark also was injured last year definitely didn't help his case for getting a huge contract. But... The fact that the Lions, you know, secure him for at least a year, kind of see what he's able to do with Jared Goff. I don't think he'll do absolutely amazing in Detroit, considering that normally when players go to Detroit, it seems like their careers kind of go, whoop. So definitely be interesting to see. It is a great pickup, nothing less for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions offense. Now the next team we have is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the 49ers have signed cornerback Charvarius Ward to a three-year, $40.5 million contract. Great pickup for a team that is in desperate need for a cornerback. Definitely watch out for them to still pick up a cornerback like Stephon Gilmore. Definitely, if they pick him up, that would be huge for that team because they definitely still need more cornerback help. Um, you know, Obviously, this allows for them to get rid of Josh Norman, which I know they're definitely not complaining about. But... Want nothing less. Charverius these past couple seasons has been, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's been above average, but he's definitely been above a 
above average for the Kansas City Chiefs. So great pickup for the 49ers. Maybe was a little bit pricier than I thought, just considering that he hasn't really proven, proven himself to deserve a contract like this. But nothing less, it is still good for the 49ers, who obviously were, you know, very desperate at the cornerback room. Now the next news we have is also it's, it's regarding the Kansas City Chiefs funny right you know back to back now the Kansas City Chiefs they are signing free safety Justin Reed to a three-year 31 million dollar contract now this is a good signing I mean this is an absolutely fantastic signing you know Justin Reed is a very young safety he's a very cheap option and obviously it was a lot more cheaper than Tyron Matthew but I still think pairing him up with Tyron Matthew both of those guys on opposite sides of the field that just would have been unstoppable. I mean, we see, we saw what Justin Reed did his first couple of years with you know with the Texans when he was in the league. I mean, he was amazing. And this contract only really being about ten million a year, I mean, it's a great deal. But I definitely think the Chiefs still should have tried to keep Tyron because Tyron really solidified that um that Kansas that Kansas City Chiefs defense. And we saw what happened when they didn't have him in the um, divisional round against the Bills. They completely shut down. I mean. That defense couldn't stop, you know, a turtle, you know, running right through them. So it's one of those things where it's, it it hurts. But you know, Tyron obviously was his, you know, he he's he's deserved to get paid like the top safety he is. And unfortunately, the Chiefs probably were going to end up having to low bomb considering their cap situation. Now, another good thing for the Chiefs is the fact that they will be able to keep Frank Clark because Frank Clark and the Kansas City Chiefs front office agreed to a restructured contract that I think cleared up like. 10 plus million dollars so that definitely is good for the Kansas City Chiefs salary cap situation but once again it's still going to hurt the fact that you know you are losing a guy like Tyron Matthew and the skill set and leadership that he brought to the Kansas City Chiefs secondary so the next news we have is regarding the Denver Broncos and boy oh boy have the Broncos been so far in my opinion one of the better teams in the free agency kind of you know the cycle, I guess, if you want to say like that. The Denver Broncos have signed defensive tackle DJ Jones to a three-year, $30 million contract. Personally, I haven't watched too much of DJ when he was with the 49ers. I mean, from what I've heard, he's actually pretty good. Maybe not $10 million a season good, but he's definitely a very solid defensive tackle for, you know, a team like the Denver Broncos who after, you know, trading Shelby Harris to the Seahawks in the Russell Wilson trade, they need someone to immediately step up and getting a guy like DJ Jones will definitely allow that. Now the next news we have, and this is some of the most controversial controversial news, and this happened on Tuesday. So originally, edge rusher Randy Gregory agreed to a five-year, $70 million contract with the Dallas Cowboys, right? You know, everyone figured, hey, he might take a little bit of a hometown discount, stay with the team that gave him a second chance after all of this off-the-field issues and the fact that, you know, no one in the league really wanted him after that. I mean, he was a young stud coming out of Nebraska. He showed talent. He showed athleticism. He showed speed coming off the edge. So, obviously, it wasn't the fact he didn't have the skill. It was just the fact that his off-the-field issues – probably scared a lot of front office teams away now i mean everything had you know this deal going down official the cowboys were retaining randy gregory for five years and then boom the denver broncos signed edge rusher randy gregory to a five-year 70 million dollar contract the same deal as the cowboys now i've heard a lot of mixed kind of reports whether it's been there's certain details in the dallas cowboys contract that he didn't like kind of like they could void his money if he you know something he he does against the contract or if he fails a drug test or set so forth and so forth and then i've also heard it's the same type of conditions in the broncos um offer as well so i don't really know what to believe i really want to wait until i hear something official because it could go either way. There could have been something more like more guaranteed money that came with the Broncos, which I kind of think is a thing because from what I heard, the Cowboys were only going to guarantee like $20 million out of that $70 million contract, which no offense if, you know, the Broncos even offered him $40 million guaranteed out of that 70 I mean, anyone in their right mind would take that $20 million plus increase and go to Denver to, you know, I mean, and also he's going to be competing on a team that easily is Super Bowl contenders now. I mean, if the Broncos are able to get a guy like Bobby Wagner as well, who Russell Wilson, you know, recently acquired by the Broncos, has been trying to recruit to Denver, 
I mean, that that instantly makes it to where it's Super Bowl or bust for a team like the Broncos, who have been in desperate need of, you know, a guy like that to be commanding the middle of the field on defense. So definitely huge news for you Bronco fans. Now the next news we have is regarding the New England Patriots. The Patriots have signed defensive back and long-term, you know, veteran for the Patriots, um, Devin McCourty, to a one-year $9 million deal great signing in my opinion for the Patriots who need to keep some consistency in the secondary after losing JC Jackson to the LA Chargers and just part you know then losing Stephon Gilmore to a trade to the Panthers and now you know he's going to free agency so definitely keep some consistency consistency in the in um, the secondary has been huge for the Patriots the next news we have is regarding the New York Giants the New York Giants are signing offensive guard Mike Glowinski to a three-year 20 million dollar deal I personally love this for the Giants as they've been needing a lot of offensive guard help with Will Hernandez kind of being, eh, he's been okay. I wouldn't say he's been great, but he's been okay these past couple years. So getting a guy like Mark Glowinski, who's definitely showed promise with the Colts, is huge for a team like the New York Giants that have needed a lot more help. Then the next news we have, it's also still with the Giants. The New York Giants are signing quarterback Tyrod Taylor to a two-year $17 million deal. Once again, is huge because the you know if Daniel Jones this is kind of his make it or break it year for the Giants because obviously this will be his this will be this will decide if they pick up his fifth year option and they keep him with the club or if they you know move on into a different direction from Daniel Jones who they drafted back in 20, 2019 in the first round. So it also be good too because hey you'll have a guy like Tyrod Taylor at least for two years. I mean it's better than having a guy like Mike Glennon. It's better than having a guy like um. Jake Fromm, because we all saw how bad both of those quarterbacks were at the end of the 2021 season. So, great pickup for the New York Giants. The next news we have is regarding the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers have signed safety Xavier Woods to a three-year deal. I think it was around $17 million and a half dollars. So, great pickup for the Panthers. Um, as we all know, Jeremy Chen has really been the only bright side for the safety room on the Carolina Panthers. So adding a guy like Xavier Woods, who's kind of been a proven veteran, not really a great safety, but you know he's been proven to at least be starting caliber in the NFL with the Vikings and the Cowboys. So great pickup for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the next news we have, it's regarding the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are signing defensive end Demarcus Lawrence to a three-year $30 million deal. I'm still kind of shocked by this because I think I think a lot of people, at least in Dallas, especially me too, I thought the Cowboys were going to move on in a different direction from DeMarcus considering his kind of injury history and the fact that he really hasn't seemed like the old DeMarcus Lawrence of old. So really would have made more sense. But, you know, it is only $10 million a year to keep a, to keep an all-pro caliber defensive end on the team. So nothing less, still a decent pickup. But definitely not what the Cowboys do need. Now the next signing the Cowboys made was re-signing safety Malik Hooker to a two-year $8 million contract. Absolutely stud of a player, you know, first round pick coming out of Ohio State back in 2017, you know, drafted by the Colts. Injuries kind of ruined his tenure with the Colts. Cowboys pick him up dirt cheap last year and he proves himself towards the end of the season and kind of shows, hey, I can really, you know, really make it in this league and, you know, y'all should give me a chance. So once again, Malik Hooker will be, you know, getting about $4 million a season from the Cowboys. And I think this is a steal because he's a starting caliber uh, safety in, in this league, in my opinion. He's a great ball-hawking safety. Definitely reminds me a lot of how Sean Taylor played. Very aggressive. So, once again, great the fact that the Cowboys only had to give up $4 million a season to keep a guy like this on the team. So, and actually, guys, I'm sorry. It wasn't the only Tampa Bay Buccaneers news I actually had for you all. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday, they re-signed cornerback Carlton Davis to a three-year, $45 million deal. Great the fact that they're going to be able to at least retain Carlton because, yes, there was a lot of huge names out on the free agency market. But the fact they keep a guy who possibly is Pro Bowl level, you know, Carlton Davis to just about $12 million a season is a great deal for them. So, And then also the Minnesota Vikings, they actually made another deal, and it was it was between the Minnesota Vikings and quarterback Kirk Cousins. Both sides have agreed on a one-year $35 million contract extension, which obviously is fully guaranteed because apparently Kirk Cousins has the absolute best agent in all of professional sports. <laughs> so, yes, that is, you know, 
definitely huge for them. Now, guys, I want to talk about one of my personal favorite teams that, you know, in free agency so far, and I think is probably the winner of the free agency kind of period, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, we all know the L.A. Chargers. They traded for, um, you know, edge rusher Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears, and they only gave up, I think it was like a second and second and sixth, I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a second and sixth round pick, and, you know, absolute steal for a guy that, you know, literally – you know, it's Hall of Fame caliber good. So the fact they already got him was insane. But the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, were not satisfied. They wanted to complete that defense. So the Los Angeles Chargers went out inside star quarterback, corner, not quarterback, cornerback J.C. Jackson to a five-year, $82.5 million deal. I mean, this was huge for a team like the Chargers because I know their AFC West rivals, the – um. Oh, I can't even talk. The Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. I'm still used to, you know, I'm still kind of trying to get over them being in Las Vegas now. But the Oakland Raiders were definitely expected to try and go after them. The 49ers were expected to go after them. The Dolphins were expected to go after them. The Jaguars. I mean, everyone was expected to go after him. But L.A., the, the, Ram, the Chargers, not the Rams, the Chargers, they wanted to, you know, make sure that they secured that you know, secondary. So now you have Derwin James, you have Asante Samuel Jr., and you have J.C. Jackson all in the same secondary. Whew. Man, imagine if they still had... <laughs> imagine if they still had Casey Hayward, too. That would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. Now, that, now also, the Los Angeles Chargers did make a really sneaky good... Um, acquisition and it was by them signing defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day to a three year twenty four million dollar deal. In case you don't know, this guy is a proven run stopper with the LA Rams. I mean he's probably one of the better nose tackles in the league. I mean whenever he's in pretty much whenever he's in the game, you do not run the ball to him. So nothing less great signings by the Chargers so far. Um the next news we have is regarding the Indianapolis Colts. They have signed. They have re-signed tight end Mo Ali Cox to a three-year deal. I mean, fantastic for kind of a utility guy who's great at blocking, great at receiving, and overall is just good for your team. The next news we have is regarding the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are, are um, signing offensive guard Roger Saffold to a two-year deal. Um, fantastic because I know the Buffalo Bills have kind of been releasing some of their starting O linemen. You know mostly because of age, contract situation, etc. But getting an all-pro type of guy, type of um, offensive guard like Roger Saffold is huge for the Buffalo Bills. The next news we have is regarding the Tennessee Titans. They are, they are re-signing their starting center, Ben Jones, to a two-year $14 million deal. In my opinion, Ben is still, he's still one of the better centers in the league. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's still one of the better centers in the league. So getting him for a $7 million, you know, $7 million a year is still a great, fantastic deal for both sides. And personally, my favorite, my this is, this is probably going to be one of the best signings out of all for the free agency cycle. And this is the Philadelphia Eagles. They have signed edge rusher Hassan Reddick to a three-year $45 million contract. In case you don't know Hassan Reddick, he uh, he originally came out of Temple University, so obviously he's a Philly kid, and he you know didn't he started his career kind of shaky off with the Cardinals, and then the final I think it was like year or two of his contract with the Cardinals, he absolutely balled out. He had like 15 plus sacks in his final year, and then gets signed by the Carolina Panthers last off season. Has another fantastic season, and you know he was primed to get a huge contract, and he actually gets a decently team-friendly deal with the Eagles, and he's also returning back to Philly, which I think he did take a hometown discount, considering the fact that he probably could have gotten upwards of $70 million for five years, kind of similar to Randy Gregory. Probably should have gotten more than Randy Gregory, in my opinion, but nothing less a fantastic pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles. The next news we have is regarding the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals have signed offensive guard Alex Kappa to a four-year, $40 million contract. I mean, we all saw how much Joe Burrow needed more protection on the O-line. Obviously, Jonah Williams showed a lot more improvement. Quentin Spain was okay, but besides that, they had no O-line help. So getting an already proven guard like Alex Kappa for at least four years to protect your, obviously, your franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow is huge. So I'm glad to see the Bengals are actually making more moves to address the offensive line. And then they actually make another, you know, signing 
to um, help help bolster that offensive line. The Cincinnati Bengals they signed offensive lineman Ted Karras. Karras? I want to say Karras to a three-year, eighteen million dollar deal. This definitely is good because Ted's kind of like a once again he's an offensive utility tool where you can really put him at the guard position. You could put him at the tackle position. He did pretty good when he when he was needed with the Patriots this past season. So great signing for the Bengals considering that they have they've always kind of seemed to have a lot of injuries on the offensive line. So fantastic news for them. The the Detroit Lions, they re-signed safety Tracy Walker to a 3-year, 25 million dollar deal. I think this was more just hey, Detroit was like, you know what, we've still got a little bit of money. We might as well resign a guy that's been semi decent for us. So definitely them keeping Tracy Walker is good for it. A pretty poor secondary in my opinion. So nothing less is still a good signing for them. Um the Seattle Se Seahawks have re signed safety Quandre Diggs to a three year forty million dollar deal. Definitely is good for them to pair him back up with Jamal Adams and keep that secondary at least decently scary. I know a lot of people think that Quandre is a lot over, is you know very overrated and is, isn't really worth all that money. But if you've seen what he did at Texas with him and Kenny Vaccaro, and you've seen what he's done with the Lions, and you've seen what he's done with the Seattle Seahawks, he's still a fantastic safety. He still is elusive. He still has ball hawking vision. So definitely good for the Seahawks to at least keep someone on that team. The next news we have is regarding the Seattle Seahawks. Again, they have they have signed tight end Will Disley to a three-year, $24 million deal. Personally, Will Disley really the only value he's going to add to the Seahawks considering the Seahawks just got tight end Noah Fant from the Russell Wilson trade. He's really just going to be more of a blocking dummy. He's been a good blocking tight end. I wouldn't really say he's been a great receiving tight end. But he's definitely been a great he's definitely been a great blocking tight end. So this is more one of those moves. A lot of people kind of compare him to having a sixth O lineman, which I definitely can see. But I don't think paying eight million dollars a year for a sixth O lineman who really won't be in the game that much is really going to pay off for a team like Seattle that really needs to address other options besides the tight end position. So the next news we have is regarding the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have signed offensive tackle Jake Matthews to a three-year, $52.5 million deal. I think this is a major overpay. Jake Matthews has been nothing but below average his whole career with the Falcons. He's constantly been getting beat off the edge. He's constantly been getting beat even going inside. I just, I don't really see. I mean, he was okay. I mean, coming out of A&M, I do think he was a little overhyped, but... I think the Falcons are at that point where they're just so desperate for something that they're going to keep someone at least in that franchise. And I guess Jake Matthews got lucky and they kept him. Now, actually, some cool news, and this is actually huge. The Atlanta Falcons have re-signed kicker Young Youngway Koo to a five-year, $24 million contract extension. So finally, kickers are getting some love, especially after Justin Tucker, Tucker got his contract extension a couple years ago. But it's cool to see Youngway Koo, who has been absolutely top five in the league kicking-wise, has been a proven, you know, proven just fantastic kicker for any team. And I just, it's just cool to see an underdog like him be able to finally, you know, get his bag. So great for Youngway and the Falcons. So at least they have, you know, at least, at least the Falcons could say they're good at one position now. Unfortunately, that position is the kicker position. So now the next news we have it's regarding the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have signed defensive end Emmanuel Ogba to a four-year, sixty-five million dollar contract. Absolutely, you know, another fantastic, fantastic signing for the um, Miami Dolphins who need a lot more edge presence considering Jalen Phillips really didn't pan out as much as they probably wanted this year. You know, the first round pick from Miami, but nothing less still a good pickup for him. The Dolphins also signed running back Chase Edmonds to a two-year deal worth 20, not two, almost a 20, that's worth $12.6 million. Fantastic. As, as we all saw, Chase was a great receiving back and, you know, was also still a good, you know, up the middle back for the Arizona Cardinals. And I think him and Mike McDaniel's scheme in Miami is going to just absolutely flourish. I think he's going to do fantastic. He's definitely going to put up elite numbers. Definitely, you know, a thousand yards, a thousand yards receiving type of running back this season for the Miami Dolphins. And now the most underrated news definitely coming this offseason so far is the fact that the Miami Dolphins are signing wide receiver Cedric Wilson to a three-year deal. Um, this one hurts personally as a Cowboys fan because I didn't want to see Cedric go, 
But, you know, Jerry being cheap and Jerry not really wanting to spend the money to keep a guy that practically kept our offense alive or kept our offense alive the whole season. Because if you watched any Cowboys games, you saw how electric Cedric Wilson was, especially in the middle of the field and in clutch moments. And even and even when he's just in the slot in general, because he's, he's, he's definitely a slot guy. He's not an outside guy. He's a slot guy. But even the deep, even the deep passes he's had to catch, he's caught every single one of them. And he's proven that he's worth this type of money. But I guess Jerry just thought, okay, you know what? We already signed Michael. That's it. We've got Noah Brown and Malik Turner. So I don't I don't really know. I still question it. But congratulations to Miami because y'all just got a stud of a receiver. And then the final news for the Miami Dolphins, they have signed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year deal. Fantastic for them because, you know, it's going to be good for Tua to have a veteran quarterback like Teddy to back him up and help him along the way considering Tua's had a lot of kind of I don't know he's had a lot of inconsistencies with the Dolphins he's shown moments where he's been absolutely fantastic and he was worth that number three or number five overall pick but he's also shown a lot of moments where it's like okay maybe we should go trade for Deshaun Watson because as you all know about a year ago Deshaun Watson was mostly being rumored to end up with the Miami Dolphins because of how bad Tua was playing so Nothing less, that has really been it for the Miami Dolphins. They continue to make a lot more moves. They also signed offensive guard Connor Williams from the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't get too excited, Miami Dolphins fans. He's he's definitely had a lot more inconsistent play, especially with the Cowboys. But, you know, as we all know, he might be a complete star for y'all. So, but now the next news we have, and this is probably the team that has been literally the most busy so far in the offensive, or not offensive, but it has been the most um busy in the free agency cycle so far and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars now before we do get started I definitely want to say they have made some questions they made a questionable move to even begin with and that and that is them releasing star linebacker Miles Jack now I think maybe yes this might be kind of a cap thing because obviously Miles Jack is still one of the better linebackers in the league but Obviously, he probably was not happy still playing for Jacksonville, and I think Jacksonville just didn't want to have to pay him all the money that he was going to be due, especially when he's going to want a new contract here in a couple years. So they kind of said, Asa La Vista, we'll let another team pay you, and definitely expect for teams like the Cowboys and Broncos, who definitely need a linebacker, to be absolutely after Miles Jack going into free agency. So, But now let's do begin with who they have signed. So the first news we have is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They signed a linebacker Foyer Aluakin to a three-year, $45 million deal. Um, this guy is an absolute stud. He had a great 2020 with the Falcons. Kind of slowed down a little bit in 2021, but nothing less. Still was putting up five-plus sacks and absolutely a beast at the linebacker position. He's also a great cover linebacker, so great signing for the Jaguars. Definitely a little pricey, but nothing less. Still a good signing for them. Uh, the Jaguars, they also signed defensive tackle Folo Runzo Fatukasi. Fatukasi? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to butcher his name. He played for the New York Jets. Um, he's okay. I mean, they signed him to three years, $30 million. I don't think he really was worth 10 mil a season. But I think the fact the Jaguars are kind of just kind of desperate for whoever, especially after losing Taven Bryan and you know, Calais Campbell a couple years ago. They're kind of trying to find someone to replace that type of play for him. So it's okay. I mean, I don't think you you know he didn't do he didn't really put up numbers with the giant the gosh I'm thinking of the wrong New York team. He didn't really put up he didn't really put up any numbers with the Jets. But he's kind of more just having a big body, I guess, in the middle. You know, true nose tackle type. So now the next news we have is the Jaguars. They signed tight end Evan Ingram to a one-year nine million dollar deal. I love this. I know a lot of people are kind of saying it's stupid, but I love this simply for the fact that, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence needed more weapons. And getting a guy that is a, that is as athletic and just overall is a good receiver that Evan Ingram is. And the fact that, you know, he's getting a new start, obviously, in Jacksonville. He's not going to have to deal with all the coach coaching BS that he did with you know, New York, because obviously we all know New York has been horrible. They ruined OBJ. They've ruined Saquon Barkley. They've ruined a lot of guys' careers so far. So getting a guy like Evan Ingram to go down to a team that's going to be a lot more focused on just him specifically when it comes to the tight end position. Because remember, they had Kyle Rudolph last season, and they kind of were trying to figure out ways to get rid of him without actually getting rid of him, you know, until his contract ran up. So hopefully, you know, he booms with 
the um, Jacksonville Jaguars like we all thought that he was going to do when he came out of Ole Miss, you know, so many years ago. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they also signed wide receiver Zay Jones to a three-year, $30 million contract. As you can kind of see, you know, kind of a trend here. They are giving out $30 million, $30 million, $30 million, and then $30 million. But I like this. Zay Jones has been obviously very underrated, especially when he was at Buffalo. He wasn't really the star that he was when he was East, when he was at East Carolina. But when he came to the um, Las Vegas Raiders a couple seasons ago when he got traded, absolute beast. I know he really didn't put up a lot of the stats, but when you watched him in clutch moments and just in games in general, he's just absolutely fantastic, makes the catches that a lot of players can't. So I think this will be good going long long term for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think they really needed him. But I think they just wanted to be able to say, hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence has no excuse. We are going out there and getting him weapons. Maybe not the weapons he actually, you know, wants, considering that Devontae Adams and the Packers right now are at odds regarding his franchise tag status. But nothing less, it is still another signing for them. And then the next news we have, and the final news we have actually for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is the fact that they that they signed wide receiver Christian Kirk to a four-year, $72 million deal. Now, this probably was the most questionable signing of the whole, I mean, whole early stage of free agency. To pay a guy that has been nothing more than a wide receiver to his whole career, that type of money, you know, top three wide receiver money, just to put in perspective, he's getting paid more than guys like Devontae Adams, which is insane. Because Christian Kirk has never had a 1,000-yard season. He's had 500-yard seasons, and he's been probably below average his whole career. So I think this was really the one questionable move the Jags made. Because it seems like the Jags, they make at least one move a season that you like scratch your head and you're like, what? Which this one obviously ended up being that exactly. So... We'll see how this one pans out. You know, he might prove us all wrong, considering that he pretty much right now he is the number one wide receiver for the Jags because the Jags, you know, they let DJ Chart go. They're seeming to want to trade LaVisca Chenault. Marvin Jones apparently doesn't exist anymore for the Jaguars. So it's just a whole mess show right now for that wide receiver room down there in Jacksonville. Now the next news we have is regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed quarterback Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year deal. This pretty much solidifies the fact that they're not going to go after a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater because, you know, obviously Teddy signed with Miami. But obviously it's looking like the most logical place that Jimmy Garoppolo will end up in is Indianapolis. Um, I mean, I don't know what to really say. I don't think Mitchell's going to absolutely, you know, considering the fact that also the Pittsburgh Steelers have a garbage O-line now. It's not the 2016 O-line they had with David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey, you know, and just all those star-studded guys, Alejandro Villanueva. You know, they're missing all of those guys now. So, I mean, he'll do – I think he'll do better than he did with the Bears, but don't expect him to give you a, you know, 10-7, and 11-6 season that a lot of you Steeler fans are thinking – I mean, obviously, this isn't a move for the future. This is a move, really, to see right now what you can do because you don't want to go. You know, you don't want to have Mason Rudolph as your starting quarterback, and you definitely don't want to have Dwayne Haskins also as your backup quarterback. So it's one of those things where they just kind of said, you know what, screw it. We didn't get Russell Wilson. We didn't get Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. So they kind of just said, we'll take the best we can get, and they got. They went and got Mitchell Trubisky. Does this mean they still won't draft a quarterback? Absolutely not. That means. I mean, they still can go get a guy like Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, whoever. It still wouldn't shock me because the Steelers, honestly, they have more needs. But the fact now that they are officially moving on from Ben Roethlisberger just means they're kind of in the like dark trying to figure out what they're going to do going on in, in, into the future. Now, the final news for the Steelers we have. The Steelers have signed cornerback Levi Wallace to a two-year, $8 million contract. Definitely a good signing for them as they've needed a lot of cornerback help. Um, the, and now we're going to move on to the New York Jets. The New York Jets are signing offensive guard Lakin Tomlinson to a three-year, $40 million deal. Definitely is huge. Lakin has definitely been consistent with the 49ers. I wouldn't say he's all pro level, but he's definitely pro bowl level when it comes to the guard position. He's going to bring a lot more consistency to a New York Jets O-line that has just been absolutely always riddled with injuries and has always kind of just had inconsistent play. Um, the New York Jets, they also signed tight end C.J. Uzama from the Cincinnati Bengals to a three-year, $24 million deal. 
this is huge, the fact they even got him. I honestly am shocked he left Cincinnati. I thought he was going to end up staying with the Bengals the rest of his career, considering the fact that the city of Cincinnati loved him. But, you know, he probably wanted to chase a bag, and the New York Jets, who really need tight end help, considering Chris Herndon and all of them didn't really pan out the way they originally wanted him to. You know, they went and got C.J. Uzama. Then, then the final hi- the final hiring, <laughs> the final signing that the New York Jets did was signing cornerback D.J. Reed to a three-year, $33 million contract. Um, I specifically remember watching him at Kansas State and thinking, holy crud, this guy is going to be just an absolute steal when it comes to the NFL draft. And, I mean, he was. I mean, now, yes, when he was at the 49ers, he was nothing more than a special teams guy. Didn't really, you know, when he did have opportunities, he didn't really prove himself. Like, he didn't prove himself worthy to be on the field. But when he went to the Seahawks, he absolutely became just an, a stud. And then now he got his big payday with the New York Jets. This definitely will help the Jets because, obviously, they're one of the cornerback needy, you know, teams. And getting a guy like DJ Reed will definitely at least help. I don't think he'll definitely be a corner piece for him. But it'll definitely help boost that, you know, cornerback room. That is absolutely just there's nothing. <laughs> now the next news we have it's regarding the Chicago Bears, and this has really been the only move they have made. The Chicago Bears are signing defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi to a three-year, forty and a half million dollar deal. Great move after you know losing guys like Eddie Goldman, Akeem Nix, getting a guy like Larry Ogunjobi that sh- that proved himself with the Bengals and the Browns absolutely huge he's a great run stopper he's gotten seven sacks as a defensive tackle you know pretty much Aaron Donald almost like numbers so good for them uh the next news we have is regarding the Arizona Cardinals the Cardinals have signed running back James Conner to a three-year 21 million dollar deal obviously we saw we we knew they were either going to pick between Chase Edmonds or James Conner and they obviously picked James Conner simply for the fact I guess that you know he had all those touchdowns but do not do not forget that most of those came from short you know third third and goal situations and so forth but nothing less James Conner is a great running back and this is definitely a good move for the Cardinals going forward now let's get on to the Green Bay Packers the Packers have signed off outside linebacker Preston Smith to a four-year, $52.5 million deal. Now, this is great for the Packers. Don't get me wrong. Preston Smith has been, you know, Pro Bowl level his whole tenure with the um, with the Green Bay Packers. But the problem with this is it pretty much, you know, solidified the fact that they would be releasing, you know, other outside linebackers to Darius Smith, which they ended up doing. But it saved them about twenty something million in cap, so it was a good decision for the Packers, but still hurts, you know, losing a guy like Zadarius off the edge. And Zadarius is pretty much being rumored to go back to Baltimore, the team he originally played for before going to the Green Bay Packers. But the final the final move that the Green Bay Packers did was signing um linebacker Devondre Campbell to a five year fifty million dollar deal. Devondre had kind of been average his whole career, you know, having stints with the Falcons and the Cardinals. And then this past offseason when he got picked up by the Packers, he had a career year and proved that he was worth a $10 million plus, you know, contract. So huge for the um, Packers to be able to keep him in Green Bay. I love his play. I love the fact how physical and how much how great of a leader he is for the Packers because their linebacker room besides him is pretty much just young as heck. So great to keep him around for another five years by the Packers um and guys that is it for the NFL news so far now obviously probably on Friday we will have another huge list to give to y'all but that has been it so far for the um free agency news but guys we're not officially done yet we still have MLB news now Let's get right into it. And in the first news we have, it's regarding the Washington Nationals. The Nationals have signed outfielder Nelson Cruz, or I guess outfielder slash DH, Nelson Cruz to a two-year, no, it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. I'm sorry. They signed him to a one-year deal. This is, I mean, he'll probably end up getting traded at the trade deadline like he did last year with the Twins going to the Rays. Not because he's bad, but simply the fact that, you know, I guess he kind of just gets passed around almost like a joint. I mean, it's... (laughs) It's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, he still has talent considering the fact he's like 500 years old. He's still an a amazing hitter. I mean, he put up, I think, 20-plus home runs last year. So definitely good pickup for the Washington Nationals. Um, the Milwaukee Brewer, the <laughs> the Brewers, the Milwaukee Brewers, they have signed outfielder Andrew McCutcheon. Now, I think this is 
good. I mean, I don't, I don't really. It's not a huge signing. I, I'm kind of just giving y'all guys some of the basic signings. It's not huge, but it's definitely good for the Brewers to have a lot more depth in the outfield. Um, Padre star outfielder Fernando Tatis Jr. He's out for at least three months with a broken wrist. Definitely something scary for Padre fans because you know losing him is just going to only hurt y'all's chances at making the playoffs even more considering that he was a huge factor when he did come back from that injury last year. Uh, the next news we have is regarding the New York Yankees, and it's actually a trade they made with the Minnesota Twins. The New York Yankees have traded um, catcher Gary Sanchez and third baseman Gio Urshela to the Minnesota Twins for shortstop Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and third baseman Josh Donaldson. So <laughs> Josh Donaldson and Garrett Cole are going to be now in the same clubhouse. I think it is kind of funny considering that um, Josh Donaldson called out Garrett Cole last year for, you know, using spider tech and using, you know, foreign substances, which everyone, every pitcher pretty much has done. But it's just funny because they were so intense with it at each other. And now they're teammates. But it seems like everything's been good. They've had conversations. They've seemed to be okay. So I think this is a good move for both sides. Definitely the fact that the Yankees got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is huge, especially their need at shortstop. I think this pretty much solidifies the fact that, you know, they're preparing for the worst, you know, not getting guys like Trevor Story or Carlos Correa because they've already pretty much lost out on the Freddie Freeman, you know, sweepstakes because it's looking like and signs are pretty much pointing to Freddie going to L.A. at this point because the um, and actually leads into our next news. The Atlanta Braves have traded out or the Atlanta Braves are trading for Oakland A's star first baseman Matt Olson in exchange for just a bunch of prospects. So, obviously, my Atlanta Braves fans, I'm sorry because obviously y'all loved Freddie Freeman so, so, so much. I loved I loved him in Atlanta. It's going to be weird seeing him in a different jersey. But this not only just signified the fact that he is gone, this pretty much signified the fact that he's going to end up going to L.A. His wife has already posted on Instagram pictures of them in Dodger Stadium. So, it's pretty much a done deal at this point. But y'all are still getting a good player in return with Matt Olson. And immediately after this happened, the Braves signed Matt Olson to an eight-year, $168 million contract, which I think is a steal. I mean, yeah, it's still a lot of money, but for a guy that's been consistent of a hitter as well that Matt Olson has been, signing him to that is just insane. Now, the next news we have is regarding the New York Yankees. Uh, once again, they have re-signed first baseman Anthony Rizzo to a two-year, $32 million contract. I think, obviously, once again, it's one of those things. They missed out on Matt Olson. They missed out on Freddie Freeman. They're saying, you know what? Anthony Rizzo was pretty good for us last season. We'll keep him back. The you know clubhouse loved him. Obviously, Yankee fans loved him. They wanted him back in general. I think a lot of people thought he was probably going to end up back in Chicago because it seemed like he missed it so much. But he actually will be returning to the Bronx coming you know for at least the next two years unless he is traded. Now, the final MLB news, guys, we have for, that I have for y'all is the is between the Seattle Mariners and the um, Cincinnati Reds. Now, as y'all know, apparently the Cincinnati Reds are kind of just saying, you know what, screw it, we're going to trade away everything, and yeah, we're just going to trade away everything. So the Seattle Man, the Seattle Mariners are trading right-handed pitcher Justin Dunn, left-handed pitcher prospect Brandon Williamson, and outfielder Jake Frawley to the Cincinnati Reds for outfielder Jesse Winker and infielder Eugenio Suarez. Um. The Mariners won this trade by a mile. Getting a guy like Jesse Winker that will give you 20-plus homers a season and has great defense uh, is huge. Getting a guy like Eugenio Suarez, who he, he's okay, but he also has a lot of, you know, a, above average play. Like, I don't, I haven't really, I haven't really watched a lot of Reds baseball considering that I'm mostly a Rangers fan, but from the stuff I've seen, he's still decent. And the fact that literally the Mariners pretty much gave up nothing to get him just shows that the Reds are kind of desperate at this point just to get rid of all those huge contracts because getting rid of Jesse Winker and all of them, it gave up about, I think, $30 million plus in con and, um, cap space for them. So, or not cap space, but it gave them a lot more salary moves. So, yeah, guys, but that is really – that is literally it. I mean, I have gave you all pretty much everything that I can give you all. Guys, I hope y'all did enjoy today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for y'all fantastic people. Before we, before I do send y'all off, I want to ask y'all, please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. And guys, as always, I will see y'all on Friday. Peace.